Blog Talk Radio. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. It's better to be prepared, be prepared. For, an for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. When the banks say no, moneyinaflash.money says yes. Go to moneyinaflash.money today. Five-minute application, immediate answer. Visit moneyinaflash.money today. You're not paying attention. No, 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 no. Pay attention. Every adult in your family should have a current will. Who's going to take care of your children if something happens to you? Are you going to just let the courts decide their welfare? If you become ill, who's going to stand over your bed making decisions regarding your health care? If you pass away, who's going to handle your business? Visit www.howtogetawill.com to learn more. Handle your business now. None of this will be a worry for you tomorrow. Visit www.howtogetawill.com and handle your business. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. All black. All news. All you. We're changing the way Chicago communicates with the world. CBBN Business Journals, weekdays at 11 a.m. CST. To listen now, visit Chicago's Black Business Radio Network.com. Sonia Cassandra Perdue, Executive Producer. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. Welcome, and you're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, Executive Producer of Chicago's Black Business Radio Network and your host for this segment, which is our CBBN Business Journal segment, where we interview innovators, authors, and business owners from around the world. With us today is Mr. Shannon Harris. Shannon is a Chicago-based IT professional who has also, for the past 19 years, been involved nationally and internationally in wellness research and development. So we have a lot of information to cover today. But first, let's share a little bit about, about what's happening in Chicago. Let's give a shout-out to Kenya Renee, who is proprietor of Absolutely Anything Essential, located at 3521 South King Drive in Chicago's magnificent Bronzeville community. We want to thank her and her team for all of their efforts in putting together that magnificent small business charity event over there. We did an absolutely outstanding job. I'm going to pat myself on the back. I'm going to pat them on the back. I'm going to pat all the vendors on the back, pat the chef on the back. I'm going to pat Vincent Phillip on the back. We did an outstanding job. And Kenya led the team in bringing the community out for the day to support the vendors and bring some joy and smiling faces to that Southside Chicago community. Bravo. Bravo, Kenya. Every weekend, every weekend there are classes, displays, activities for the children, demonstrations, giveaways, etc., and so forth. Check out the website at absolutelyanythingessential.com. She's always looking for people to partner with. She's always looking for people to bring great ideas and great activities to the table. There's three floors there. There's a small theater on the second floor. So bring your creative juices over there and, you know, build a relationship and just 
go to work. Thank you so much. Absolutely anything essential.com. Are you a small Chicago business owner? Great. Are you thinking about starting your very own business? Then hop on over to entrepreneursacademy.net, hit the contact button, and request a one-on-one consultation. Visit them at entrepreneursacademy.net for a full schedule of classes or to schedule an appointment. That's entrepreneursacademy.net. I've said that so many times that I can't say it anymore. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, and you're listening to CBBN Business Journals. To be a guest, give us a call, 773-609-2226, 773-609-2226, or visit us at Chicago's, that's Chicago with an S, Chicago's Black Business Radio Network.com. Okay? Our guest is Shannon Harris, and we're going to jump right on here and find out about all this uh IT experience and this wellness research and development that's going on here. He's got a lot of things going on here, and we want to know about it. Let's welcome Mr. Shannon Harris to CBBN Business Journal. How you doing, Mr. Harris? I am awesome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're glad to have you. We've got a lot to cover. So uh, tell me this. Were you born and raised in Chicago? Yes, I was born and raised originally in the South Shore area, and then we moved to Jeffrey Manor, where I spent most of my years at, um, yeah, so South Side, Southeast okay. Side. Okay. What high school did you attend? Chicago Vocational, CVS, on 87th, right off of Jeffrey. Oh, okay. Is that still open over there? Yes. Uh, they are. Um, at, during my tenure there, they were into the vocations. They changed to a, um, I forgot what type of academy. It's a different type of academy now, but, yeah, they're still there. Okay, okay. So let's talk about, uh, we're going to talk about the other big deal that you're in. But first of all, let's talk about how, what led you to be interested in uh, entering the field of information technology, IT? How did you get into that? Uh, great question. So as a, a youth um, from a very young age, I was into architecture, um, technology, and music. So I would sit in rooms with Legos and erector sets and design uh, city um, expressways and city infrastructure, <laughs> and I would literally take a whole room and you would come back in at the end of the day and you'll see roads, buildings, and the whole nine. And then uh, later on, that uh, evolved into my curiosity of technology. So I was always one of those children when I was curious about how something worked, I would take it apart. So my mom would get up, would get upset at me because I'll take something apart just to be like, how does this work? And I'm going in and like, oh, these the circuit boards and all this stuff. So they end up buying me, uh, I think it was 101, uh, not inventions, but it's like 101 kit from Radio Shack where you can create 101 different devices. So it comes with like a um, a circuit board, and you can put the IC chips on there, the diodes, the resistors, the capacitors, and I used to just design all these different things. And then 
um, the personal computer came out. So the Radio Shack Tandy color computer was, you know, affordable at that time, right? Uh, it's been it was out before, but it, it wasn't affordable. So when I saw that, my parents, um, I, I know my mom probably had to pull my dad's teeth to <laughs> to give him to buy that for Christmas and. <laughs> They got me a Radio Shack Tandy color computer, and from there I was designing uh, code and basic, and I was using that to um, enhance my interest in music. So I created this program that I can type in the name of a song, and I would have, like, songs on cassette tapes, and it would go and find the song on the cassette tape. And, and wow. it was just fascinating so all my brother and cousins and friends were like whoa so i was the kind of the i don't even want to say the oh, they say mad scientist i was a divine scientist like in the basement building all of these different things i remember i took an organ apart and made a go-kart out of it <laughs> so you um, you yeah. were quite busy <laughs> you were quite quite busy do you remember well, about my mom the time had to that keep me busy came out? Hmm? say that again do you remember about the time that those candies came out? By what year was that? Um, the candy color computers had to have been around maybe uh, between 81 and 83-ish, I'm thinking. Something like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm just wondering. So did you do the uh, model airplane things and those type of things as well? You know, when I got older, I got into the model helicopters. So the the reason why I was so creative and into those different things, because we came from a family that we didn't have much, so we had to create uh, things. So I didn't have the proper – I was wanting to DJ, me and my brother, and we didn't have a DJ mixer. We didn't couldn't afford the turntable, so I built those things. I created things that would work. So, so I wanted to do the planes. Never, uh, we never could afford them. But later on in life, I remember those small little helicopters. I still have some in my storage unit. Um, I fly those, and then when the drones came out, that was, you know, those those are the next level to that. But yeah, I I got you. I got you. I got you. So, did you go to college and uh, major in information technology, computer science? I guess it would have been back then. Yes, and uh, at CVS, um, it was um, there was a subject that we took for our major for two years, and it was data processing. So I, I did that for two years there. I was a part of the Black Data Processing Association. So we would compete mm-hmm. in computers, and um, we won awards during my time there um, down in Washington, D.C., and then I went to Western Illinois University where I studied computer science and got a bachelor's in computer science, um, minoring in math and African-American studies. Uh, I got you. I got you. I'm just trying to follow the trail because sometimes when people listen, they'd like to have an idea of what led up to where the person is now. Okay, so you were into it from a, a very young age, so that's called exposure, and when people, when you didn't have it, you just went out and found it somewhere, and that's a good thing, <laughs> you know, you, that's, that's, you were innovative, 
way back then. You just if they didn't have it, I I get it. You know, some kind of way. <laughs> exactly. You know? I'll build it and have, make it. One other question. <laughs> one other question. Did you ever enter any of those Lego contests? I know they have them all over. Oh my God! I was looking. I wanted to do that so bad. Um, I think you had at that time. You had to submit a uh, some type of fee, and that's before this Lego Town. No, that's that's later on. There was no Lego Town, but there were the competitions. And I remember I won a um, a Lego. It was a construction um, set kit from from them from doing something i forgot what it was maybe i built something and sent the picture in and then i won a contest and they sent that back i also won a contest because you know the ataris was you know ColecoVision ataris were out this was pre-nintendo and xbox um i was playing this video game it was this corny alien game but i won an award with that game but i had set in that room for for I think it was a weekend, it was over 24 hours that I had to sit and play that game because at that time there was no pausing it. <laughs> and oh my, my mom took goodness. a picture of the screen. <laughs> she took a screen on a picture of the screen on a Zenith television, and we sent it in, and I ended up winning like a certificate award for for winning that game. And I, it was so strenuous. I had to. My mom had to bring in a. I guess with a bucket or something, because I had to pee. I couldn't get off the. I couldn't get from in front of the thing, or I would have lost. So I had to <laughs> sit oh there and use the bathroom goodness. while I'm playing what? the game. <laughs> what a memory! <laughs> That's ingrained in you forever. Oh my goodness! That's great. But it's a good story. That's a good story. That's a good story. And people don't understand how. The, you know, how people develop into who they are, okay? So those, those mm-hmm. are some great <laughs> great stories. <laughs> wow. So we get a picture how all of this is coming together. We got more we got a uh, little more ways to go here. So that's that's the information technology part, but it's mm-hmm. more to it than that. So it leads to this other part as well, okay? I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, and you're listening to CBBN Business Journal. To be a guest on our show, give us a call at 773-609-2226. Our guest today is Shannon Harris, who is heavily involved in wellness, research, development, Legos, data processing, and on and on and on. He could be multi-talented people, you know, and he's he's proven that. So the next thing I want to talk to you about is this audio pharmacology, which is something I've never heard before, so I'm here to learn. So can you tell us what is that? So um, audio pharmacology is a proprietary therapy, and it uses medicinal frequencies as a pharmacy. So um, it entails sound energy, light, heat, and music for positive mind, body, and spirit entrainment rather than entertainment. So how do I kind of dissect that in layman terms? Imagine if you knew the particular frequencies or healthy energies for different states within the body, from the brain, the body, and the aura field where we, we consider the energy inside our body, which is considered the spirit, to different, to different organs, to different tissues, to DNA. 
And what if you can resonate the body to become coherent to those frequencies in positive ways? It, and science has um, studied the healing effects of that. And if you are introduced to positive environments, right, and positive frequencies, it causes positive effects. So that's what audiopharmacology is. And it's, um, it was one of my first trademarks uh, within the sound therapy arena. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm still confused. Okay, let me ask you this. <laughs> and probably everybody else. <laughs> let me ask you this, though. We're going to start at the beginning. So are you saying to me that all that I am, including my spirit, has a certain frequency? Did you say that Correct. to me? Correct. And that you know what that frequency is, that you you found out what those frequencies are and how we respond, how each of those things respond. Did you say that? Correct. There's a, there are not only me, there's researchers who have been experimenting with certain frequencies for certain things. So I was just giving in layman terms. Certain music make you go to sleep because of why, you know. Mm-hmm. So they have yeah, certain music that causes the brain to go into a theta or, or delta wave state, right? So they have certain mm-hmm. certain times, certain music, and I want to move it from music because people, when I say music, entertainment, but this is not entertainment. This is like music that's actually for sleeping to change your brain, right? They have music that will, um, but I'm comparing it to music because that's the only, one of the only relationships people have with sound is they can just explore it through music theory most of the time. So there are, now when we get to sound, we take away the whole notion of music, the beat has to sound good, the vocals or Shaka Khan, you know, all of that's music entertainment. Imagine if you use science, those frequencies you're saying that are positive that people are aware of, and we compile that into programs and emit that into the body or into the environment. It's a different type of usage of it. Does that kind of make sense? It makes sense, you know, there's more and more, um, you know, as humans evolve, it always existed, but it's not like we we know it, we evolve in learning. So, and and maybe centuries ago people talked about this, and they used it for healing, they used it for different things without having the same research and understanding about it, because it's always existed. Look at the little birds out there. They know what their energy frequencies are to attract that other little bird over there and, and their song, and that's music. Well, no, that's not really music. That's sound. I'm just making this up because I don't know. But <laughs> I'm trying to get an understanding of it too, Shannon. And so no, what you just said. Things, hmm? No, what Go you ahead. just said is true because there's even studies of the effects of the sound of nature on the animals and the humans. When we hear water, natural body water sources, mm-hmm. and we hear birds yeah. and trees, wind, we feel relaxed. That's what I'm talking about. So what I also do in my with audio from college, I travel all over the world into uh, pure nature spaces. So into rainforests, jungles, um, lakes, and oceans, and record those sounds and put them into some of my programming with those other frequencies to relax people, to bring them into like a safe homeostasis state 
just from hearing that nature effect. So you, you, you're on the right path of what, of what you're saying in regards to it. Like, for example, uh, and I haven't done it in a long time, but I was thinking about this week. When I had periods of stress, which is a whole bunch of times, I would listen to violin music. It would do something to me, and I could fall asleep on it. It would just knock me mm-hmm. out, kind of. You know, I, I love violin music. And uh, so I guess that's the frequency that I was looking for. And there's probably other ones, I'm sure, because I'll listen to some jazz or something like that. But violins, I seem to be attracted to that. Um, so each part of our body, I mean, everything, you're saying everything, are down to the DNA and the spirit. How you know which energy is moving the spirit? Well, every the thing with the study is if we approach it from a allopathic meaning of Western medicine, people a lot of people are like, okay, so one frequency fits all. So you see some people trying to practice sound therapy with singing bowls, and they say one singing bowl can fix everything, and that's not how it works. Um, every person has a different type of energy vibration within them. That's that's what that spirit energy or what we would call in Qigong or traditional Chinese medicine, for those people who know that is, you, you may have heard of acupuncture, okay? And Qigong is the mother of, like, Kung Fu. So all of that goes together. But in that field of study, we call what people would call the spirit, we call it a bioelectromagnetic field. So it's a field of energy that's in your body and it resonates what people call auras, who's in the spiritual communities around the body. There's this energy that's around your body and within your body, right? So everyone has their own particular vibration. Some people who do energy work or are high in energy are going to have a different frequency than a person that's low in energy. You know, so when we're talking about spirit or bioelectromagnetic field, that's dependent upon the person. We're talking about uh, different things like uh, DNA or cells. Um, there are particular frequencies that are known to influence those cells and, and uh, different things that are concerning matter because how atoms work is, right, they're, vi- they're reverberating all the time. It's something that's holding the, the matter together which are called atoms, right? And what I'm talking about is knowing the frequency of what's, what's holding your heart, you know, what's holding the lung, what's, what's actually the frequency for the DNA, for the different nucleotides and things like that. There's, those things are a little bit more, you know, surgical or meaning more precise with a little bit okay. of variation. Yeah. Okay, so let's... Let's see, how did you go from IT to this, or is this really kind of the same? How how did one flow from into the other one? So um, I was in IT for 29 years, and I ended up getting, um, like, chronic illnesses. So um, I was doing the allopathic medicine path, just taking medicine, 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 no exercise. I was sitting down at a sedentary, uh, practicing a sedentary life mm-hmm. throughout every day. Mm-hmm. So at the desk for lots of hours, I come home at the desk. I drove two hours to work, two hours back. So that ended up making me sick. 
So it was when I got bilateral carpal tunnel syndrome. For those who don't know what uh, carpal tunnel syndrome, bilateral means two sides. So my left and right hands and the carpal tunnel is a tunnel where the nerves go through the wrist into the fingers, into your hands. Once it becomes inflamed, there is a excruciating pain that happens. So it got so bad that I was unable to use my hands, both of them. I couldn't go use the bathroom. I couldn't hold the phone. I couldn't hold the pen. I couldn't do anything. So at that point, I made a pact that I would put my health, you know, as well before the job. And from there, the journey began with me um, learning about homeopathy, meditation, qigong, yoga, veganism, vegetarianism, environmental uh, things like EMF, electromagnetic fields, for example, um, and et cetera. So that's, that's how the path came. And then from there, since I was in music already, because just like I mentioned as a child, I was into the IT side of it, I was also DJing at the time as well. And then I became, after college, a producer and started recording and, and playing my own music. I wanted to align my music with my health practice. I didn't want to just play music. Like, oh, music's making me feel good, but I still have these ailments. How can my, what I, everything I do, I wanted to help with my uh, wellness. So that's how it came about. So the technology is a part of me designing the things and the uh, tools, and then I'm using the science, right, for the wellness, and then the science includes sound, which is even bigger than music. You know, music is just audible to people. Sound is frequencies that's inaudible and audible, and it's energy. So that's how it came about. Okay. That's how one thing led to another, led to another, led to another, which is how everything works. So let, let me ask you this, Mr. Harris. What are some elements and or illness that it can be used for? You gave some, you, well, you gave some examples of your elements and illness, but tell us what this can be used for. Yes. Um, it's, it can be used for sleep, anxiety, arthritis, tendinitis, uh, speeding up bone fractures, stress, fibroids, uh, fibromyalgia, muscle stiffness, digestion, circulation, pain management, and more. Actually, uh, I posted something recently on my um, audio pharmacology site about the FDA approving sound therapy being used to destroy cancer cells. And that's not old technology. Uh, this, this thing has gone, gone back before it was, you know, FDA approved, and it's been using for, it's been um, used for similar things, I should say. And, yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this. How can people look at your work? I mean, is there a website, or uh, how will people find your work? So if you go to www.audiopharmacology.com, it'll, it'll take you to my, um, my media platforms, and you'll see me posting uh, about them. I just recently did a, a podcast that launched last week with another organization. I'm always doing interviews and talks. I just did another uh, class with the Biggleson Academy um, called Sound of Health, where we did a lot of test case studies with my work, and I was going over those things. 
and um, demystifying music therapy versus sound therapy and energy therapies and things like that. So that will be the, the place to go. It's the Audio Pharmacology, A-U-D-I-O, Pharma, P-H-A-R-M-A, Cology, C-O-L-O-G-Y.com, or Audio Pharmacology at Gmail if you want to contact me. And then uh, my latest organization, uh, info at selfcarelaboratories.com. Great, great. I guess today it's Shannon Harris, and he's covering a lot of things in the wellness industry, uh, research development. Uh, we're learning a whole lot here today. Now, tell us something. Well, you, you shared a little bit about this, but I'm going to ask this question of you anyway. Share specifically some of the things that are new in your world of health and wellness. Yes. So uh, currently I have a new LLC that I uh, put together through the Entrepreneurship Academy, in which how I I met you, (laughs) and it's called Self-Care Laboratories with my partner, Stacey Gibson, and we're offering holistic approaches to personal, professional, communal, and societal stress, burnout, mental and physical trauma, and we approach it through this eight pillars of wellness system, and it's juxtaposed, meaning it's put together with this other Japanese practice called Ikajai. So I encourage people just to Google uh, Ikajai, I-K-I-J-A-I, when listening to this. And then the eight pillars of wellness is a holistic approach that approaches it through the emotional wellness, environmental wellness, financial wellness, intellectual wellness, occupational, your career wellness, physical wellness, social wellness, and spiritual or existential wellness, right? So most people are approaching things siloed. So even when you talk about fitness and nutrition, that's only in the physical pillar. That's one pillar. There's so many different pillars. And how we do that is via upstream first and secondary prevention. And when I say upstream, um, let's talk about downstream, which is what we do today is prevent that that type of prevention places a responsibility solely on the individual. You should eat better. You should do better. You should pick better choices. Upstream prevention involves all parties, so government, your C-suites of your company, your companies, corporations, institutions, city planning, schools, communities, and the individual. So it's a holistic approach through these different things, and that's a better way to approach wellness and well-being. Um, Outside of that, I'm also um, going to be bringing all of these modalities to Inglewood's mental health clinics uh, through a program through DCASE, the Department of Cultural Affairs and Special Events, where I'm currently being certified as a a CHW, a community health worker, and I also uh, recently am certified as a mental health first aider and will be certified as an opioid overdose, you know, uh, responder. So all of these things um, I'm bringing to, you know, the communities in Chicago, and I also do a lot of work in the wellness tech fields in Silicon Valley. So I'm developing different programs for people out there um, that's making, like, a huge headway in in the science. I just saw uh, two days ago that the person I'm working with, the app that we we, uh, created for sleep, 
was ranked number one in one of the uh, this huge magazine. So that's you know pretty awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. That's, that is awesome, and some things we should probably follow up with. And so, um, as far as new discoveries in sound therapy, you you mentioned so many, and all these are are new to us, or probably going to be new to 99.9% of everyone who hears this. All of this is new to us. All of this is, you know, uh, a revelation to us, you know. And uh, takes a a bit of work, takes a bit of work. Uh, It's wonderful. I find it impressive. I'm always about, I'm a Wayne Dyer fan anyway, I'm always about changing the conversation and changing the language. So just because my ears are hearing this, you know, for the first time, that's fine because that's how things change when we change. So you're going into the heart of Inglewood, uh, the Inglewood community, and start changing dialogue. And if you change it, if you're able to start changing the conversation in the Inglewood community, and they start speaking more uh, about audio pharmacology, which they will because they, they're always looking. You know, people want to learn in the most underserved communities that we live in. They're looking for answers. They may not know where to find the answers, or they may not even know what questions to ask. That's why we have to be here. That's why you have to be there. That's why Entrepreneurs Academy has to be there to start changing the conversation they don't know what to ask. They've never seen it before, never heard of it, don't know what you're talking about. But once they're exposed to it, they, start, they will start having conversations about it. They'll look for greater understanding about it. And I like the, the other thing that you mentioned. When they say to us, you need to do this and you need to do that and you need to do this, and, and that's difficult for us and it's a burden on us and it hasn't worked. Obviously, it hasn't worked, okay, mm-hmm. that we need to do this, and we need to talk about this, and we need to share this, and we need to make this happen instead of putting a burden on the individual or the family to make it happen because they don't even have an understanding how to make it happen, okay? So it's a responsibility, and I think that's what you're saying. If you're not, correct me. It's a, resp- it's a responsibility. Uh, for all of us with abilities such as you have to put it in a place where people can touch it and see it and feel it and hear it and use it. And I think that's very important. I had this one thing, and I'll, I'll come back to you, about all the things that's going on in the world. And, I, and I'm just simply saying myself, that's how my heart is feeling, just no more war. No more abusing and molesting children. No more, you know, just no more. And and then if we come from a place where we're saying no more war, we're not saying that person's right, this person's right. We're saying it's all wrong, and let's stop it. Let's stop violating women. Let's stop violating children. Let's stop abusing women. Let's stop making them second class. Let's stop abusing other people for all of our little petty reasons. I'm just saying to me, Mr. Harris, no more war. And if you have a no more war ideal mindset spirit campaign, that means no more war. 
that means no more harm to anyone. So I'm saying to me, just after I was talking about what it is that you're doing, if we change the conversation and change the dialogue, um, we're going to change a whole lot of other things. Your feedback, Mr. Harris. <laughs> yes, um, and the notion of that level of change only can happen if we strategically place energies in a holistic manner, like like the uh, eight pillars of of wellness, and especially the ecogai. So, uh, but I'm not going to get into that because we have we don't have a lot of time. But I do believe that the change that needs to happen, it takes a level of responsibility into you know yourself accountability, and that self accountability means those corporations that are doing things that are immoral or unethical. Imagine the people inside of those corporations changing. Because we look at the entity, right? Even in business, we, we talk about the business as being its own entity. It, set, it sits outside of the human, so you're not accountable or reliable um, mm-hmm. if something goes bad. Because they know, you know, that, that waves responsibility. So imagine if we made a path to ourselves. And this is not just, you know, for changing the world, because that's a big thing when people think, you can change the world if you change. It's like none of us on this planet <laughs> are healthy. None of us. Like I, I, I see the, the race to uh, get the things that uh, European counterparts have, but they're not healthy or well. They're, they're still breathing the same air that we're breathing. This, breathe, this air is toxic. The water has plastic in it. They're not, there's no special water for them. There's no special air, the, the ground, the soil. So everyone's affected is what I'm saying by all of these things. And as we begin to chase the modernization of our wellness through what other people have and say is inequitable, we have to begin to look at, hey, we actually have fresher food, you know, and we still do have fresher food in the Caribbean countries or African countries than we have in America. If you look at the um, the percentage of healthcare costs versus its effects in America, we're ranked super low. And we have the highest amount of sick people on the planet, but most everyone – not say everyone, but many people come to America and are sold that dream to be here. But once you once you're here, you end up getting sick. <laughs> so, and that's what we're 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 getting towards. It's like it's not about hey, I'm going to share this with somebody else, and they're going to uh, we don't we don't share our resources because we want to be on top. If one person or one community or one country is not healthy. The rest of the world isn't healthy. If your company, if, if the people in hierarchy at the top are making just all the money, money's not health. Let, let's, let's stop that. <laughs> they're making all the money, but they're working all the time, and they're just like how I was. I was eight hours. They're like 12, 15 hours. It's not easy being a, a CEO of a, a Monsantos or whatever. It's, they're working all the time. They don't have access to health as well. So imagine if they learned about wellness and begin to 
have more of a personal personal nature to people and, and the environment, then that's going to trickle down. They're not going to be practicing. They're going to reconsider some of the things they've been practicing, and it's going to shift work culture. And once you shift work culture, like you said, it shifts the ideologies and the conversations. Now the people who come to work are shifting their ideologies and conversations, and now that trickles down to their families, right? And it, and it keeps going. Um, so that's that's kind of where I'm with it. Um, I hope that answers your question. Yes, it, it does. It does. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue. You listen to CBBM Business Journal. To be a guest, give us a call at 773-609-2226. It's almost time for us to close out. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Um, Outside of that, that's pretty much it. But I, I just hope um, people in the community begin to look at these and I don't like calling them alternative therapies, but uh, some other new things outside of the cancer treatment, the uh, focus ultrasound is making its way into modern medicine uh, being coupled with MRI, but also Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. Um, it's, it's used for that as well. We have a lot of that within our community with our elders. Um, yeah, I just encourage people to look at the sound therapy thing as, something that's in your uh, your toolkit or your cabinet or your apothecary <laughs> or your first aid kit uh, for the future, for the present and the future, because it's been a thing in the past, just used different, a little bit differently today. But, yeah, I encourage you to, you know, look it up, research it. Wonderful, wonderful. Give us your con in these last couple of minutes, give us your contact information again, your website. Yes, it's Audio Pharmacology, A-U-D-I-O-P-H-A-R-M-A-C-O-L-O-G-Y.com. And then you can also contact me at Audio Pharmacology at Gmail or info at selfcarelaboratories.com. It's been great meeting you. Uh I got a whole lot of stuff now I gotta think about. <laughs> I thank you so much. I thank you so much for being with us, Mr. Harris. This is Sonya yeah, thank Cassandra you too. You're so welcome. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue and Purdue and you've been listening to C B B M Business Journal. Give us a call at seven seven three six zero nine twenty two twenty six. I wanna close with one of Kenny O'D's quotes. He is the owner of the Cross Films International and one of our previous guests. While it's easy to say nothing is a miracle and be sad, depressed, and unmotivated, I choose to say everything is a miracle and be happy. And I'm walking with that today, and I want to thank you, each and every one of you, for being with us today. Enjoy your day, Mr. Harris. You too. Thank you.